It's the Lunch Break Hot Take starring Jose and Brian. What's going on, breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. All the way over hey, there. I am Brodney. Yep, yeah. it's Brodney. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we want to discuss some football. Last Thursday, the NFL schedule came out for all 32 teams. But of course, we're Ravens and Panthers fans, so we're going to be covering the Ravens and the Panthers schedule. Yeah, you know, we'll go over it real quick, highlight any big matchups, give our predictions on how we think they're going to do. I think we should just go ahead and start with Carolina. There's not much to talk about there. They got one primetime game this year, and it is the league-mandated Thursday night game. Oh, they got a primetime game. Well, no, everybody gets the one. Everybody has to play on Thursday once. Is that, that's all I, they got. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Okay, let's get them out the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I mean, you had to put it like that. But So uh, they're going to be opening the season at home against the Raiders. And then they're going at Tampa, at Chargers, home for the Cardinals, uh, at Atlanta, home for the Bears, at the Saints, Thursday night at home for the Falcons, and then at the Chiefs. So that should be fun. Home for Tampa and Detroit, at Minnesota, home for Denver, at Green Bay, at Washington, and they close out the season at home with the New Orleans Saints with a, a week 13 bye. Okay. Now, so, now before um, we go into like predictions or anything like that, do you see any key matchups on here? You know, some, some ones that you, that you look at and say, yeah, I, I want to watch that game. Oh, that, that I want to watch? No, no. Um, <laughs> or, 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 big, or big matchups. A particularly fun team to watch this year. They, I, I think they made the O-line worse, even though they found a left tackle. And they haven't done – I mean, they, they addressed the defense in, in the draft, obviously. You know, every pick was on defense. But that's, that's seven rookies. But, know? okay, but, but are, there, are there some games on there that you could say, hey, this is a big game for whatever reason? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah big game is definitely Washington. Okay. Because you're, you're going to be battling them for that first, first pick. Like you want to lose that one and you want to lose it hard, but we'll see, you know I mean? Washington, Washington's done a good job of keeping their, uh, their talent level down also. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. I was never a big fan of Dwayne Haskins coming out and he, he didn't look great in his rookie year, but I'll say he, he did progress he did progress towards the end of the season so i'll be interested to see how he looks you know this coming year yeah but i mean you know you lost trent williams don't have a whole lot going on a receiver their front seven looks really good but the back end is 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 lacking on defense as well that's going to be a a big game record wise just to see where both teams end up in the in the the draft other than that i mean you know you always like to see the division games Right, you know, yeah. and and Tom Brady's come to Tampa now. You know, I mean, it'll, those will be interesting to watch, but I, I wouldn't particularly call them big games. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm is, I'm excited to see those games. Yes, the Panthers don't really look like they're trying to win this year, but 
that's what makes it interesting to me because I think they've done enough on the offensive side to to not be a top draft pick, right? Mm-hmm. I think they've given they've given Teddy enough weapons to make it interesting. Now, the offensive line is in bad shape, mm-hmm. but if they can put it together enough, right? Like you you just traded for a left tackle. You have Greg Little, which we don't know what role he's going to play uh, going to play yet, but if your O-line can be decent, you have enough weapons out there. Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, you know, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. You, you have enough weapons to really compete on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Defensive side is where, is where you're going to give up a lot of points, and you'll probably lose a few games because of that. But I could see a scenario where you're 7-9, 8-8, and, nine, eight and eight, you know, so, somewhere where towards the end of the season – you're going to be still in the hunt for a playoff spot, which is why I think those later games, some of those later games will be key to see how your season is going to end, you know? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they'll be in contention for the playoffs late. Um, I'm, I'm thinking more like five or six wins. But if you look at the schedule right now, you got the Raiders. That's the opening game, right? Right. Raiders were a decent team last year. You know, they, they have a little bit of talent. They brought in Henry Ruggs. They signed Corey Littleton. They're going to get Jonathan Abram back. They drafted Damon Arnett in the first. They're, you know, and they, they brought in Marcus Mariota to, to be the backup quarterback. They're the kind of team that I think Carolina could beat. You know, they're not a great team. And it's just going to depend on how both teams show up on the day, right? Yeah. You look at New Orleans, Kansas City, even Green Bay, like no shot really, I would think, right? Right, but the Raiders, the Cardinals, who are, are you know in year two of their rebuild, two games against the Falcons, the Lions maybe like th- those are games they can get. You know, right. Denver, Washington, they're not going to get all of those games. No, but, but like you said, their offense should be decent enough that they can outscore a few of those teams. Yeah, and that's what will make it interesting down the stretch, is that I don't think they'll be eliminated from the playoffs until late. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll do enough to get fans interested to see if they can make a run for the playoffs, you know, and also what kind of moves will they, will they make as an organization? Because you and I both believe that they're trying to tank. And if they're still in contention after the second half, you know, or or during the second half of the, of the season, are they going to try to make some adjustments to make sure that they don't win? Or are they just going to try to go for a playoff run? Well, the, the reality is they probably won't have to make any adjustments because we're talking about best case scenario, you know, maybe they get seven wins. Yeah. That's assuming no injuries. The Panthers, they're not in a place where they can sustain any injuries. They have no depth. True. So, you know, and, and every NFL team gets hit with injuries at some point in the year. Yeah. They get hit with an injury, they're done, you know? Yeah. Okay. So what's the, uh, what's their record? I'm, I'm really leaning towards a, another five and 11 season. Five and, and 11. Just out of reach of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and having to trade up to get one of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They will have to give up a lot, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think you, you may not, you be, you might be looking at teams who are just unwilling to even listen to offers, you know, at that point. I mean, honestly, it depends on who, who lands there. I, I, Washington, I think you'll have number one pick They're you know, they're going to take a quarterback. They'll move on from Haskins. I think. I don't think you'll have a shot at Trevor Lawrence unless you have 
the number one pick overall, you'll definitely have a shot right. at Justin Fields because that's just how how black quarterbacks are treated in the NFL. And we're going to talk yeah. about that more later on in the podcast. Justin Fields, if you guys like Justin Fields, you'll have opportunity to get him. You may not even have to trade up to get him, depending on where you where you're at. I mean, right. that's just you know being real about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Moving on from the train wreck in Charlotte there, <laughs> we've got the, the Ravens who came in with one of the easiest schedules in the league, you know, according to projected win totals, also according to the records from last year, which I mean, obviously those don't, don't mean much of anything. You know, yeah, teams are, yeah. you know, they're, they're very different from where they were last year. But even project, like I said, projected win, win totals for next season have them, I believe it was fourth easiest schedule. Yeah. So we run through their schedule real quick. They're going to open the season at home against Cleveland. Then they're going on the road to Houston at home for Kansas City on a Monday night. Then at Washington, home for Cincinnati, at Philly, home for Pittsburgh, at the Colts, at New England in a Sunday night game, home for the Titans, at Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving, home for Dallas on their Thursday night game at Cleveland on another Monday night game. Because, you know, I mean, Baltimore's got to be on every week. That's back-to-back-to-back. That's three three in a row and four out of five. Wow. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And then they're home for Jacksonville, home for the Giants, and at Cincinnati. So, I mean, they could could rest for three weeks heading into the playoffs, honestly. Their their buy is in week eight also. Their their schedule is similar to last year where – you have a home game, then a road game, home game, then a road game. Yeah, early on. Yeah, they're yeah. just alternating back and forth. And I was worried about that last year. I thought that was really going to hurt us, but obviously it didn't. Right. But I like how these night games kind of stack up because you have at Steelers on Thanksgiving, and then you have a whole week to rest still because the next game is Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And then after that Thursday night game, you have some extra days to rest because the next game is going to be a Monday night. So. Right. That's going to be – yeah, that Thursday night game against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I want to see how that, that one turns out. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got, I mean, several marquee matchups here. I mean, playing the Texans week two, yeah. Kansas City on Monday night, the yeah. Patriots. I mean, Brady's gone, but it's still Belichick. They're still New England for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, and around, Titans. Yeah, and around here – the Washington game is always a big one. That's the battle of the beltway. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're going to beat the brakes off of Washington, but yeah, people. Oh, we sure are. Yeah. Yes, people we are. Excited. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's still a key, a key game for us, you know, for, for us locally anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patriots, Titans, man, we got to wait. I, I was hoping we played Titans earlier, but no, that's fine. Yep. Titans, Cowboys, Steelers. Yeah. There's a few games that I'm excited to watch here. Yeah, so what, so what what are you thinking record wise for Baltimore? Hmm. So I don't think they're going fourteen and two again. But looking at the schedule, uh, I can I can see I'll I'll, I'll go thirteen and three. <laughs> Can't see fourteen and two, but but the thirteen and three, huh? Okay. I mean, even twelve. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with you know eleven and five, twelve and four, but thirteen and three. I mean, let's let's be real about it. The Browns will be more competitive this year, I think, for sure. I don't think they'll be as bad as last year, but I don't think it's going to matter. We're a better team, right? Hey, but they beat you last year, though. No, they did. But 
it ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> and a fourteen game or uh, it was a twelve game win streak. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I, I'm looking at it. I wouldn't be shocked by a ten and six or eleven and five finish. I wouldn't either. Um, just because. Just because they they didn't. I mean, to me, they didn't do enough to address the offense. Yeah, and, they didn't. And you can't expect Lamar to have that kind of season again that he had, you know, 36 touchdowns passing, only six interceptions, rushing for over 1,200 yards. You, you can't expect that again. So, I mean, they're really, really relying on Devin DuVernay and, and, and Miles Boykin to, to play major roles. And, I mean, honestly, you don't know if they can. Now, I agree with that. I agree with, I agree with that part with the, with the offense. But if you look at our schedule, how many teams on here have high-powered offenses? I'm looking at the Chiefs. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the Cowboys. That's about it. Well, I mean, look, the, the, the Texans have a good offense. Obviously yeah, but no more Hopkins. No, but they brought in Brandon Cooks. Oh, they did. They did. And, and Randall Cobb. So, I mean, they, they've got receivers still. Yeah. And, and, and they won't use them because they, they have, to they have them David Johnson now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Just yeah. disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even if you want to throw the Texans in there, I mean, it's just not too many teams on this schedule that the the Steelers, assuming they sign Cam Newton and he takes over as starter. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a scary offense. You you know what? You're joking about that, but we don't play them till one, two, three, four, five, six till Thanksgiving. Uh, No, no, no. I mean, yeah, the first game is early. Yeah. Week seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big Ben's going to be done by then. Quite possibly. I think he's going to be done. So it is possible. I mean, I, I don't think Cam Newton's going to be out there for that long. But, you know, it's, it's possible that, you know, they, they pick up another quarterback. And depending yeah. on who they get, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's going to be out there. But depending on who they get, they'll be tough. I mean, they're not going to be a high-power offense either way. But they'll, they'll, be, they'll be tough. I mean, they were tough last year. Yeah. You know, and I know Baker had a terrible year. But, I mean, that offense in Cleveland is loaded. Yeah. You know, and they, they yeah. win. They got – two new tackles you know you got Odell you got Travis Landry you got Austin Hooper and and Njoku you got Kareem Hunt and mm-hmm. Nick Chubb so if he gives them even competent play they're they're going to be very tough to stop oh yeah but we're going to have one of the top defenses again I think mm-hmm. yes they, they'll be they'll be a tough offense but not something that I'm worried about with our defense the teams I'm worried about with our defense are Kansas City and and Dallas. Well, I mean, you it sounds like you should be worried about everybody with your defense considering what happened this past week to one of the best players on your defense. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> and I'm not worried about that. Well, we, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into what that. I, what um, I heard is uh Earl Thomas is washed and they're trying to get him up out of there. That's what I heard. Yeah, well, you know what? We can get into it right now. Let's go ahead and uh, segue right into that. Let's uh address the elephant in the room. So, <sighs> Was that was that on the same day as the schedule? Where, uh, where, I, I think it, it might have come out the same day, but I mean the incident so, was was back in April. Yeah, so I think Thursday night, Earl Thomas puts out an IG video, says, "Hey guys, heads up, TMZ is going to release a story about me in a domestic issue. Just want to get ahead of it." So naturally, everybody thinks the worst. You know, Earl Thomas. And it is. Listen. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It was the worst. <laughs> Just oh, not oh, the way people yes. were thinking. No, no. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, no. It was. It was. But they were thinking the, uh, the, the other thing, right? right? <laughs> they were thinking the other thing. And you and I talked about it too. And I was like, man, I hope he, he ain't hit her. You know? 
But turns out she caught Earl Thomas uh, literally with his pants down at an Airbnb with his brother and some other women. And she brought her friends and a gun and she pointed at his head. And knives. Oh, and knives. Yes. Held her, his brother at knife point, held him at gunpoint and uh, was threatening him. Now she says loaded that gun. Yes, it was loaded. Now she said that she didn't know it was loaded. She took the clip out thinking it wasn't loaded, not realizing there was a bullet in the chamber. That makes it worse. A lot worse because from the accounts that I heard, she pointed the gun at his head with her finger on the trigger. And the safety off. And the safety off. Okay. Now, yes, I mean, we joke about it now because nobody got hurt. And that's just the type of thing that we do in domestic cases like this when it involves assault against the man. Now, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, usually a double standard works in favor of men unfairly. But in terms of how we view uh, domestic violence, we don't view men as victims, which is why it it always gets joked about, even in this case. And that is very dangerous because the first thing I thought about when I heard that was Steve McNair, Mm -hmm. right? Steve McNair was at his mistress' house and she shot him in his sleep. Don't even know why. She shot him in his sleep and she shot herself, I believe, right? Yeah. She killed herself. It was a sad thing. And... Really, what a lot of people took away from it was, well, Steve McNair shouldn't have been cheating on his wife. No, nah, that's not the take you're supposed to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> you like, know? I mean, okay, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Right. Yeah. Right. So, scary incident. Um, everybody is okay. Uh, she was I, I, I do want to jump in, though, and I will say the takeaway from this is you should not be naked in bed with your brother. That's the takeaway from this one, too. Well, well we, don't, right. we, don't, we, don't, we don't know if they're in the same bed. Right. They were just, you know, they, <laughs> they were in the said same Airbnb. in bed with. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what they said. Yeah. 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 But, <laughs> you know, we, like I said, we can joke about it now. You know, I get it. But, yeah. th- but the fact is, he was a victim of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Right. So he didn't do anything wrong. Right. right. He didn't do anything wrong. Not, and, from a, not from a legal standpoint or being punished by the true. league standpoint. Yes. Right. Now, rumor is the Baltimore Ravens are taking this opportunity to review his contract to see if that incident violates the contract. You know, because so they're they shady. Can, yeah. But, but honestly, I, I've seen, I've seen this, you know, I've seen different reports. Some, some people are saying that's not the case at all. Somebody that leaked that is somebody that's, that's low level or, or it's just trying to cause problems that, you know, the Ravens haven't, you know, have, haven't uh, looked into his contract at all that they're happy with them. Other mm-hmm. reports are, no, nah, yeah, they they are trying to review it because you know they don't necessarily think he's the best fit for the defense. So, who knows, right? It's really just hearsay. Yeah. And honestly, I even when I heard the story, I kind of wondered how true it was because just how quickly it came out, and it's like, well, who's going to leak that out? Right. You know, who, who's going to leak that out, especially so quickly when you know they're still looking at the situation, getting all the the details from, from that situation, mm-hmm. and also a team with the owner that takes domestic violence very seriously, right? That's his brand. Like, Hey, you know, we don't or, or cl- or claims to claims, claims to. to yes. That's his thing. Are you really going to punish a victim of domestic violence? And, and like I said, yes. If it will save you $10 million. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think they would too, for sure. But who knows? And even though I'm a Ravens fan, I'm not a delusional Ravens fan. This is a business. Every team 
is looking to save money or better the situation. And if they feel like, okay, we liked Arrow for last year, not the best fit. There's another option out there. And if we can get out of this contract, let's do it. They absolutely would do it. And don't be naive in thinking your team wouldn't do it either. Right. I think the bottom line here is, you know, like, like, thankfully everybody came out okay. You know, nobody got hurt. So you can make little jokes about it or whatever online. And, you know, that's fine. I think that, you know, Earl Thomas isn't going anywhere. You no. know, he, he's still going to be the, the safety in Baltimore. He's still going to be one of the best defensive players they have in Baltimore. Yep. And by the time, whenever it is, that this season gets started, this will be forgotten. Oh, for sure. Sure. And, and they'll go out there, they'll be a top defense, they'll be in the playoffs. And then, and then we can renew the conversation about how Lamar can't pass, and that's why they can't win. Yeah, even though he'll have like another 35 touchdowns, you know, six interceptions. They say, yeah, but he can't throw it to the outside. Right. Every right. single one of those passes was a fluke, and you know it. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was luck. I mean, uh, well, well they, the, the, everybody was wide open. I mean, <laughs> you have to make any tough passes. You know he threw all 36 of them touchdowns against Miami, so I don't know why you're <laughs> – He was basically playing high school, you know, high school teams the whole season. That's what I heard. That's right. I'm here for all the excuses. So what's uh, the next thing here? That, uh, Mike Glennon, old, old long neck Mike, got picked up again. He's, he's going to be a, back, a backup in Jacksonville because they are comfortable with him. Now – when you told me about this, I didn't, I was surprised. I thought Mike Lennon had retired. <laughs> When's the last time we yeah. saw Mike Lennon? Well, I mean, you know, I honestly can't remember if it was last year or the year before now. I think it was the year before. He was a, he was a backup in Arizona. You remember they paid him $20 million on that same team that had Sam Bradford. Yeah. Oh, no, not Bradford, was it? Yeah. Uh, it was they, Bradford. Yeah, it was Bradford. Yeah, and then they went and they, and they got Josh Rosen. Like he he's a guy that again coaches are comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know? so he's always going to have a job. Yeah. He can't play. He's shown you repeatedly he can't play. Right. But you know, coaches look at him and they say, "Hey, I know that guy. I like that guy." So, mm-hmm. so now your quarterback room is Gardner Minshew and Mike Glennon. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier black quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? We could, we're, we're talking about. Where Cam's going to end up. So yeah, yeah. You know, a 30-year-old MVP is still out on the street while Mike well, Glennon's getting picked up. Well, yeah, yeah. So basically, we don't shy away from the race talk on this show. So if that makes you uncomfortable, you know, deal with it, yeah. right? Mike Glennon getting picked up because they're, the Jaguars are comfortable with them. I mean, we know what that's about. You know, mm-hmm. you're comfortable with who you identify with. And because the majority of the league is run by white people from the coaching staff to front office, you tend to to get 31 of the 32 owners. Yes. Yeah. You tend to hire people that look like you. Those are the people that you identify with. I believe it was Bill Parcells said something like that back in the day that, yeah, you know, he he wants somebody that kind of resembled him or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Some of these coaches, if you listen to them, they'll give you a a peek into their thought process when it comes to some of this stuff. So just to talk about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was a subject of a Doug Gottlieb tweet the other day, which uh, blew up in Doug Gottlieb's face. Who was the original? Uh, Listen, nothing blows up in Doug Gottlieb's face because Doug Gottlieb tweets and immediately turns his back and walks away. 
Right? He's not there for any responses. He's not there for any blowback. Yeah. So yeah. He, he hits tweet. He drops the phone and runs. Yeah. So who, who sent out the original tweet? Was that John Feinstein? Yeah. And the tweet that Doug responded to, he was talking about the Bears and how they took Mitchell Trubisky ahead of both Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, Doug, yeah. so Doug, he decided he, that's nonsense because, you know, he knows football. I'm a, I'm a TV analyst and I talk a lot. So I, I know what I'm talking about here. And he, he said that they looked at Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes and Mitchell Trubisky and they liked Mitchell Trubisky the best. It wasn't a matter of race. It was a matter of evaluation. They evaluated that quarterback as the, the quarterback that will best fit their system. Right. And, and Deshaun Watson immediately came out and responded, the Bears never talked to me. Right. right. Wasn't even considered. Wasn't even considered. I'm willing to bet they didn't look at, at Pat Mahomes either. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not be shocked by that. Now, they, they did say they had a, a lot of people there at his pro day. But, I mean, you know, Clemson's a, a major program. Right. They're, they're probably just looking at, at some other guys. Because, again, he said none of them, nobody from the Bears ever ever talked to him. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, you, you heard all, all through the, uh, the, the draft process this year about how big a part of the process, of the evaluation process, the interviews are. You know, yeah. and you got to get to know the guy. Right. You, know, you, you want to sit and talk with them and get, get to know their character and all that. And, you know, Dave Gettleman said, you want to, you want to know what they smell like. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, when you're, when you're picking, I mean, they were picking third at the time they traded up to get Trubisky at, at two, I guess you didn't need to know anything about Deshaun Watson who at no point during their college careers were, were uh, Watson and Trubisky on the same level. I mean, Watson was a superstar. And yes. Trubisky was just some tall dude in Carolina. Yeah, Watson had he had everything. I mean, he had he had everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he had good tape. He had a great resume. He played in big games. Played against NFL talent. You know, yeah. no off the field issues. You know, high character. Everything that you want from a quarterback. I was certain he would be the number one overall pick. And as soon as the buzz started coming around for Mitchell Trubisky, I remember watching him in that bowl game. Um, who was it? It was, was it UNC. Did he play for UNC or he played against? Yeah, he UNC? played for UNC. I forget but, who they were playing against. Yeah, I remember watching that bowl game, and I was like, "No, not this guy." Right. Not 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 him. Like I, I remember watching that game, and I was like, "I don't see it. I don't see it." You know, I have to go back and look at some other tape. But just watching this game, I don't see anything special about him. Right. And sure enough, he was the first quarterback off the board, and this mm-hmm. happens all the time. This happens yeah. all the time. If you fit that that prototypical, you you check all those all those all those boxes for a prototypical quarterback in the NFL, you know, six foot or above, white, rocket arm, that's going to get you a high draft pick. All the other stuff we'll figure out later. Right. We'll we'll teach you everything you need to know how to about how to play quarterback. So long as you're like that over six feet with with a rocket arm. Yeah, it's all good then. Don, Donovan McNabb said this years ago. And he got criticized for it, but he was he was spot on. Black quarterbacks have to do more than their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. And I remember everybody at the time was like, oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's absolutely true. Look what's going on in NFL today. Cam Newton is on the street. Yeah. Not even getting phone calls. 
Yeah. High school football coach Philip Rivers got a $25 million contract and yeah. Cam Newton sitting on the street. Yeah. Nick Foles, who has failed spectacularly everywhere outside of Philadelphia, got traded for a fourth-round pick and is probably going to be the starting quarterback over Trubisky this year. Yeah, let's talk about, for a second, some of the reasons why people are saying Cam Newton isn't getting a job. They think he's washed up. Why do they think he's washed up? Injuries. Okay, well, let's break down his injuries. He had a shoulder injury a Mm -hmm. couple years ago, right? Got that taken care of last year. Went to training camp, had a good camp, arm looks good. Yeah. Then the preseason game against the Patriots, he hurts his foot, Mm -hmm. right? Tries to play through it, can't play through it, needs, needs foot surgery. So he's out for the year. Right. So that turned into, well, he's injury prone and, you know, you know, he's, he's older and he's not the same. And, you know, that foot doesn't heal right. Like he won't be able to run. If he do, he's not able to run, he won't be as effective because, you know, he had a shoulder injury and his shoulder isn't as strong. And that's just not true. Right. I mean, there's no actual evidence for the he can't play theory. Right. right? And I would, I would buy that the teams are shying away from him because, hey, maybe, maybe he's washed up if Phillip Rivers didn't get $25 million guaranteed. Right. You know? The injury thing, I, I hear you. Um, I heard Big Cat, shout out to Big Cat. You know, I heard Big Cat say on, on his, uh, his YouTube channel once, um, if you have somebody that's only going to play a third of the time, do you want him on your team? And I, I understand that. But look around the NFL you have players that are injury prone and can't play that are just getting snatched up. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at what the Panthers did. They picked up a guy that, that missed a lot of time. Yeah. Right. And he didn't take any contact. All he did was take a snap, did a drop back and his knee exploded. Yeah. So it's not about the injury. You mentioned Nick Foles, Nick Foles was hurt most of the season. Mm -hmm. And then he got benched garbage. Yeah. And then he got benched (laughs) when he came back. And, and that and that's and that's the thing that yeah he 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 got injured last year, uh you know obviously he's better now that's great yeah but if you're if you're going with the injury thing, why would you take the chance on Nick Foles? I mean and, and I understand you know that his injury is not a, a, a something that's going to affect him long term right yeah. but he can't play right so why would you not take the chance on Cam? who has been an MVP of the league as opposed to Nick Foles, who, I mean, like I said, he's been absolutely terrible everywhere outside of Philly. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a, a player who shows you he can't play because you can't fix that. Right. With Cam. Okay. Maybe he, maybe he can't get over his injuries. Maybe his body's broken down, but he's not going to cost you anything at this point. And he's still young. He's only about 31. Yeah, I think he'll be 31 by the time the season starts. Yeah, yeah, and all the videos he's he's posting out there, he's in perfect shape. He's working Mm out nonstop. We've seen him throw the ball. His arm looks great. Doesn't look like there's any setbacks. Why not take a flyer on him as opposed to trading for Foles, signing Mike Lennon, signing Andy Dalton? Although I mean, I I get I get the Dallas. I mean, Dallas has that starting quarterback. You know, they're just looking for a backup. That that's fine. But like you said, Philip Rivers. I mean, you might as well have kept Jacoby Jones if you're going to sign Philip Rivers. What's Philip Rivers going to do for you? 
Brissett. <laughs> Jacoby Jones was was the Raiders. Oh, did I say Jones? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jacoby you know, Brissett. And, and along along those same lines too. I mean, we we were just talking about them earlier. What on earth makes people think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be healthy and and playing at a high level next year? No, he he's not. Everybody knows it, and it's one of those things where they just want to overlook that when they talk about Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, right? They know he's washed. I mean, threw out his elbow last year, didn't get hit, yeah. just threw the ball, and I tore my elbow, and I can't play anymore. Man's arm said, "I quit." And, and we're talking he about home, and he and he got on the uh, he got on the 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 Roethlisberger diet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, having, the, having them hamburgers with mac and cheese on them and everything. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, you put a you put out a video of you lightly tossing a ball off screen, and it's all good. Right, right. You have somebody who has never stayed in the best of shape. I mean, you can yeah. look at him and, and tell that he's he's just not that person. He's taken all the hits over the years even if he was in great shape that's somebody you can look at and be like oh his body's gotta be broken down all the hits he's mm-hmm. taken all the hits he's taken right but now he's at the point in his career he's older and because he hasn't taken care of his body those injuries weigh on him even more he's heavier that's it's heavy on his joints he's not heavy i obviously you didn't see the follow-up video yeah, no he's zoom, heavier with the with the tight zoom yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pan, pan right on my face. Don't look at anything else. Not even my neck. I'm talking about guys. Oh, I'm not yeah. fat. He's he's got the neck guard. He, he had the beard down there. Yeah, tight zoom on the face. He's like, listen, I see you guys saying saying I'm fat. Look, it's not true. It's not true. All right, I'm not. No, I don't need to pan back. Like, what do you what? what? Look, look at me in my eyes. And I'm t- telling do you, my eyes look fat. I'm telling you guys right now. This is what's going to happen. By the time the season starts, you're going to see a a leaner. Roethlisberger he's going to he's going to get on some diet to drop the weight to show people see I'm in great shape I I look fine but his body is going to reject that you cannot go this whole time through life and and eating a certain way you know living a certain way and then in a matter of months or or weeks or however long he takes to cut that weight and think your body is going to be fine with that it's not going to be fine with that his body will reject that and he will go down early if it, and if it doesn't just reject it immediately, the first time he gets hit, his body's going to quit again. No, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I mean. Like he'll, <laughs> no. he'll 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 look lean, but the minute the minute he gets out there and takes a hit, his body's going to be like, yeah, you're done. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to yeah. be another one of those uh, Tony Romo outlined in chalk memes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that's what I was talking about with Justin Fields earlier. Even though it looks like he's you know, at worst, the second best quarterback in college. Him and Lawrence should be one and two. Right. But by the time, and you know, this happens every year, by the time the end of the college season rolls around and we get closer to, to the draft, there will be another white quarterback that gets hyped up and he will probably get picked over Justin Fields. Yeah. It happens all the time. Well, and, and look, you know, it happened again this year. And, I, and I'm not going to say that it was completely undeserved for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had a fantastic Yeah, he had year. a great year. Yeah, yeah, you I'm know, not he mad had at an that. amazing year. He won the Heisman. They won the championship. But it's been a few years that everybody's like, two is the number one guy. Yeah. Two is number one. Two is number one. Two is number one. Oh, look at Joe Burrow, though. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? no. Yeah. This year was a little different with that because, yeah, no, like you said, he had a great year and he, he looked great. You and I still think two is going to be a better quarterback, but... 
but, but my thing with it is he did have a fantastic year, but it was following up a very bad year. Yeah. It was awful the year before. No, absolutely. And, and you're and you're just catapulting him past Tua. Can you bring up a good point? Because if it was the other way around, if Joe Burrow just had, you know, a a, a great college season for his whole career, he would be the number one, no question. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if he got hurt in his senior year, he would still be the guy. Now, if Tua was looking pretty shabby and then just broke out in his last year, he wouldn't get that same kind of respect. We know that because we saw Jalen Hurts go in the second. Was the second round? Yeah. Yeah, we saw Jalen Hurts go in the second round, right? He didn't have a great career in Alabama, but he had a great year last year in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Joe Burrow uh, type of career, but he had a great year. Uh, and, I, and I think that did help catapult his stats because I didn't think he was going to get drafted at all. <laughs> I didn't think that. I, I didn't think that. But the point is, for a white quarterback, it only takes one year. Sometimes it doesn't even take a year. Right. Right. So, I mean, sometimes these quarterbacks get drafted and it's like, well, what, what were you looking at? Uh, yeah, that, that's, that is the, uh, that's the Josh Allen story. Yeah. And the Christian Hackenberg story. And the Christian, Christian Ponder story, and the Blaine Gabbard story, and the Jake Locker story. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of stories, but you know, did but Christian he, Hackenberg go in the first round, or was that he went in the second? Second, he went in the second, but he yeah. but he never threw a pass in the NFL. No, no, not inbounds anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he did. He hit some reporters during uh, during preseason and training camp, but he he never got on the field in an actual NFL game. No, no. So we see this all the time. So you don't have to like it when we talk about it, but that's the reality. We can go on and on about the white quarterbacks that get picked up or drafted over more proven black quarterbacks. That happens all the time. We're seeing it happen right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully Cam gets, gets some calls soon, but I mean, we'll see. It's kind of just a waiting game at this point. I think that it's going to be that way until he can meet, with teams and get physicals and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he'll get picked up before the season starts. And I, I fully expect, you know, it, it, unless he lands in Kansas city or something like that, I fully expect him to be the starter early in the season. Yeah. And it could be Washington that picks him up too. We talked about that. Yeah. My guy really loves Cam. Yeah. And Ron should love Cam. He should. He doesn't seem to love, <laughs> he doesn't seem to love uh, his current quarterback. Right. And that's why it, that could be a landing spot for him. Haskins may not be his guy. We know Kyle Allen ain't the guy, even though they yeah. traded for him. I think they just like Kyle Allen as a backup. Again, yeah. I'm comfortable with this guy. I just worked with him. I know what he can do, but I also know what he can't do. So if we can get Cam, that's the move we want to make. Right. That was another, yeah, it's another comfort thing. You know, he knows and likes Kyle Allen. He yeah. can't play, but he knows him. But, you know, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all we wanted to cover here. We can close this out with some actual good news, though. Okay. On Twitter a little while ago, it was announced that Joe Tessitore and Booger will not be returning for Monday Night Football this year. Yes. So we're going to have a, a brand new crew. They say they're, they're going to be promoting from within. I mean, it could get worse, but I'm going to choose to be glass half full guy right now. Yeah. Uh, so they were trying to get Tony Romo. And he ended yeah, up, and they and then they tried to get Peyton Manning. Um, yeah, they tried to get Peyton Manning. Apparently, that didn't work. Uh, so, so I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna go. But um, it's not Booger. So yeah, that's. The, please don't let it be Stephen A. 
<laughs> oh, God. oh my God. All right. Let's hashtag bring Booger back. Uh, Don't let me, Steven. I, I was, I was going to say, at least we know it's not going to be Jason Witten, but you, you just, wow. No. Stephen A. All right. That, I, I was trying to end it on a good note. Jose was not down with that, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll, we'll see where that goes. All right. So B, you want to let them know where to reach us? Follow us on Twitter at LBHT show. Check out our website, which is lbhtshow.com. And you can send us questions or comments at lbhtshow at gmail.com. Yes. And we also started a Facebook page so you can look us up. Lunch break, hot take search for that. And we should pop right up. Follow us, like us, enjoy our content. Well, once you, well, you know, when, when you're done listening, make sure you hit the five-star review. Yes. Uh, as always, you know, this is a Jim Rome thing. If you listen to the show and you think it's not five stars, I'm going to be man enough to tell you, you need to give it one more episode. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please don't give us four stars. All right. Don't be that kind of petty. Five stars, <laughs> please. And thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. That's- if you think it's less than five stars, just keep it moving. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's fine. Come back later. We'll be better next time. You give us five <laughs> stars then. All right. All right, guys. That's it for episode nine. We will see you in episode 10. <laughs>